Good morrow. Good evening. It is I, your favorite spooky squire. <laughs> I like that voice too, the whole podcast. Good morning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't what do that. What do you mean? How you guys doing out there in Scarytown Spookyville? This is See Twice and my lovely host. Tell them what your name is. I don't like when you refer to me as your lovely host. And my intelligent host. I guess. What adjective should I use? You don't have to introduce me. Okay. Well, she's here. I'm here. What's happening? How you guys been? It's only been a couple days, but we wanted to put some content out so that way you guys could have like some more some more information and shit. Yeah, some more information. Two episodes in one month. Who are we? Who are we? What we're, should I do? We're adults getting it together, kind of. It's yeah. because I'm back on caffeine. Yeah, back on caffeine, and I'm back selling cars. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah, I know. I realized that. I just looked <laughs> yeah. in the distance after. I was like, fuck, I fucking hate... Whatever. Let's move forward. You're like that one guy, that one podcast where he's always like, well, what do I know? I'm just a truck driver. Yeah, exactly. But he's actually pretty smart. Yeah, no, he interviews some pretty fucking cool people, too. Mm-hmm. What is that one called? Mm-hmm. The Confessionals. The Confessionals. That's a good podcast. That podcast legit gives me nightmares, though. The vocal processing on that shit is fucking amazing. He is, yeah. He's like, on point with congratulations, that Congratulations, bro, because you sound phenomenal. I aspire to be a vocal audio processor. He's been doing it for a few like years. You. And I he think. makes beats and shit. That's, yeah. the, that's my favorite thing. We're like best friends. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> I don't have any cool stories, but I'm funny. So if you ever want to, like, get us on there, we'd be happy to. I have some stories, but I just wouldn't want to, like, talk to somebody about it, really. I mean, I obviously, like, that's kind of how we started this podcast. Because yeah. I, I wanted to, like, see if other people have experienced things I have. But through listening to other podcasts, like pretty much confirmed a lot of the stuff that I experienced wasn't just in my head. It's not imagination. It's real life, son. I'm sure some of it, some of the stuff, because I've experienced a lot, I'm sure some of the things I've experienced probably were just me getting in my own head, but I know for sure some of it wasn't. Perception is reality. That's, that's true. I'd rather it... I'd rather be able to find, like, a logical explanation, though, for every experience I've had. I feel like I'd sleep a lot better. Yeah. If you knew all the answers, you'd sleep better is what you're saying. Got it. No, I'm saying, like, if I could debunk the things that have happened to me. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying I would feel the same way. If I knew all the answers to all the stuff that I was, like, concerned about, I guarantee it would make it a lot easier for us to go to sleep at night. Especially with all the fucked up crazy creepy stuff that's going on behind the scenes like it's basically like wizard of oz but like with pedophilia it's crazy yeah i don't want to talk about pedophilia today we talk know, about it a lot well we talk about like the things that are going on not that we talk about pedophilia that's weird yeah but um no it's probably not good that we sleep with our tv on because of like the uh for all we know at night, every night when we go to sleep, our TV knows, and then they just omelette du fromage us like Dexter's Laboratory. I turn the TV off every night. I know, but that, we don't even know. We could be omelette du fromage every night. What does that have to... I don't know. There's an extra... An extra. There's an episode of Dexter's Laboratory where he listens to a radio... Uh, uh, basically, a, 
a record on how to learn French and it gets stuck and it repeatedly plays omelette du fromage and that's the only sentence that he knows in French and then that means something about cheese in French. So I thought it was like an omelette with cheese. Yeah, cheese omelette. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Cheese omelette. And that's all he knew how to say and he solved world peace like with omelette du fromage. But no, that's not what they would do. I'm not saying that, that we would do anything better. I get better. what you're saying, but because we fall asleep listening to yeah, things. Yeah, it would all make different margins. We always fall asleep to, like, random stuff, but I vote that we don't do that anymore. Fair. And because, like, I get so pissed when I wake up because there's, like, stuff flashing on the TV, and I'm just, look at Christian, like, why couldn't... Like, Christian will legit be snoring, and I'm like, I'm going to turn the TV off, and he's like, no, I'm not sleeping. I'm like, bruh. I don't, that's our dogs. No, the that's you. That's not me, cuz. That's you. Okay, let's get into this, because the intro will probably take forever. Um, so we're going to do this the same way that we did it last time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Exactly. We want to be consistent. Yes. Um, okay, so the first story, we'll do our, I only have like three news stories. News, weird news is kind of slow these days. Um, aside from, like, political stuff, which I don't really care to get into anymore. Mm-mm. I want this to be a break from that stuff because yeah. it's exhausting. Because sports aren't anymore, so we want it to be this. So, you know who Lizzie Borden is? No. You don't know who Lizzie Borden is? I don't know. Originally, for some reason in my head, like, the cartoon version of Lizzie McGuire popped in there, but I don't know um, who that is. Uh, there is a, a movie made about her, and I believe it's Christina Ritchie who plays her, but Lizzie Borden is the girl who, like, killed her dad with an axe, and they found him on the couch, and the couch is haunted. Kind of. Vaguely. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, her that house where the murders happened in is actually for sale right now. Really? So, yeah, this is from MiamiHerald.com, and it says, A piece of history is up for sale. The Massachusetts mansion alleged axe murderer Lizzie Borden owned and died in is listed on Zillow. The nearly 4,000-square-foot Maplecroft mansion built in 1887 in Fall River was posted on Zillow in late August. The house Borden and her sister Emma lived in together, which has six fireplaces, seven bedrooms, and three and a half bathrooms. Is listed for <laughs> that, that's <eight>. overproducing <laughs> and under delivering. Yeah, <laughs> is it? Yeah, seriously, seven bathrooms. So eight fireplaces. Two people per oh, bathroom. Yeah, like, that's awkward. You just have to watch someone else poop at the same time as you. Um, it's listed for eight hundred and ninety k. That's not bad. Where's this at? In Massachusetts. Oh. In Charlestown? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead and say the You think the you're the only one in Charlestown with a fucking gun? <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. But then he's like, will That's you put probably, the hook in or clip them? Probably my favorite film with Ben Affleck. Yeah. He's my favorite. Jeremy Renner does a fucking phenomenal job, too. He does. Yeah. The My favorite part of that, Affleck's just acting is just phenomenal to what his actual role is. Mm-hmm. But the part where Renner takes that sip of the soda and he knows he's going to die, he's just like... Yeah. Goes out like a badass. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready to come out. <laughs> Fuck you. And then he gets shot right in the... Vicious, right in the forehead. Um, let me see what Great else. movie. Sorry if I ruined it. 
Yeah, you should have seen it by now. It's been out forever. Presenting Maplecroft, the Queen Anne Victorian or Queen Annie Victorian mansion that once belonged to Lizzie Borden, who was accused and acquitted of a brutal axe of brutal axe murders of her father and stepmother. The listing posted on Zillow by Suzanne St. John says so I know I think the last names with the word Saint in it are so cool. Like empower his last name Saint Patrick. Mm-hmm. This sounds cool. Anyways, uh, this was her final resting place that she lived in until her death, not the house where the murders happened. So it's not like the one that you can actually go visit and sit on the couch and whatever. This <laughs> they is just, just have the same couch. Yeah, I believe so. That's that you creepy. Can go see it. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. I remember it watching probably a, does. They a do thing that on a travel channel about it like a long time ago. They do that on purpose to increase theatrics. Um, this is the second time in three years that Maplecroft has been on the market, according to Boston Magazine. Previous owner Christy Bates bought the house in 2014, restored it, hoping to turn it into a bed and breakfast before putting it up for sale in 2017. She's like, would you like to have your breakfast with some murder? Would you like some scrambled eggs? People would be down for that, though. That's creepy. That's like sounds like um, American Horror Story Roanoke. Let's not talk about that show because we oh, talk about yeah. it constantly. Um, <laughs> the house is actually really pretty, though. It's a really it's pretty a Victorian, Victorian or house. Yeah. Has, you can does it have the, pillars? Um, no. It does, well, it has like a really big front porch, but it doesn't have like pillars. Pillars. Um, it has like a. Like one of those front room. It's not like a porch, but it's like those front rooms, you know, like a sunroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are cool. The pictures are so cool inside because it's all like really dated. Like they kept it looking like really old and Victorian. It has like um, old shutters and shit. I bet. Yeah, and like wallpaper and stuff. It's pretty cool. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> this comes to us from Florida. This is actually from oddnewstv.com. Down there in Gatorville. Um, just kidding. This isn't in Florida. This is not in, in Gatorville. This is in Wisconsin. <laughs> Polar opposites. Well, I it's because right before I did this, I was reading uh, about Florida, one so. about Florida, but it wasn't that interesting. Shocking. Okay. A Wisconsin man found a brain in foil on the beach. The ex- At least they put it in foil. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> to preserve it. Um, the expectations for the day dedicated to water and sunshine of a Wisconsin man were roughly scorched by a shocking find. The unsuspect... The unsuspect... <laughs> unsuspecting. The unsuspecting. The unsuspecting. Why can't I say that? Suspecting. I don't know, maybe you're like Winter Soldier. I just keep wanting to roll right there. Uh, What do you mean? Honking. Benign. I don't remember. Freight car. That's all the only trigger words I can remember. No, he's programmed, mentally programmed to like not be able to say certain things. Why? Because of his like MKUltra, like brainwashing. Oh, okay. Well, actually, we don't have to talk about that because we'll go down another (laughs) rabbit hole. But I was watching stuff about MKUltra this morning before I went to work. There's multiple instances where the government's done that. Well, there's like, I was watching this video where it was talking about like movies that talk about that and um, that they aren't actually like movies. They're more 
more meant to be like documentaries, but people watch them for like entertainment. Yeah. Like there's one from the 80s where this where this man, this guy can wear like glasses, and when he wears the glasses, he sees like people that look really scary, like they look like zombies or skeletons or like reptile people. And when Seeing you, that. Oh, that's when you take them off, they look like regular people. Supposedly that's a real thing. And I like saved um, in my notes where the guy was saying it's like you can go look this up that it was like an actual study mm -hmm. that they did with these glasses but then I, I guess like they made it illegal so I don't know we'll look that up maybe we'll talk about that later but anyways back to the brain on the beach um, Wisconsin they got some <laughs> they got cheese heads and brains on beaches um the unsuspected, yeah, we're back there. 47-year-old Jimmy Senda was collecting pebbles along the coast when he found an intriguing package with a pink rubber band. Um, <laughs> so it had, like, foil and then, like, a pink rubber band around it. I said to myself, what is this? Senda began her story. What? I guess there's a woman? I thought they just said it was a man. Jimmy Senda? Oh, just his last name. Oh, Okay. I guess it's a woman. Senda began her story to local media and explained that he just... What? It says he, her. I don't know. Maybe it's them. Uh, Senda began her story to the local media and explained that he decided to open the package out of pure curiosity. I opened it. At first glance, it looks like a chicken breast to me, but a moment later, I realized it was a brain, he said. Senda, puzzled by the shocking discovery, immediately notified police. I would, too. I would have just scrambled it with eggs. I'm just kidding. I would have ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Calbrain's is actually really good, but then once I found out what it was, I couldn't really Isn't that is Isn't that what barbacoa is? No, it's That's cow tongue. head. Cow head? It's not the brain. It's the head. Barbacoa! Uh, they also confirmed the nature of the find. Officials said that they believe it, believe the brain was not human, but medical experts have not yet issued an official statement. According to Senda, there was also flowers and Chinese yen inside the package. Yen? So what if it was like a, like some kind of like black magic type of thing? Yeah, they just took that person's brain and... That's weird. Hopefully it's not a human brain. It doesn't, I mean, obviously I'm no, like, doctor, but it doesn't really look like a human brain from the pictures. That's crazy. Just a tiny little brain. It's not tiny, but it looks, like, way too big to be a human brain, I think. It looks like it could be a cow brain. And only, like, judge that because I remember going to, like, the meat markets with my family and seeing, like, the cow brains. Mm -hmm. So it kind of looks like that, but... Another, like, Silence of the Lambs thing, like, popped into my head when he's, do you remember as a child going to the meat market with the cow brains? <laughs> do the little thing that he goes like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you remember, Clarice? That, if you watch the unedited version of Silence of the Lambs, that first, like, when he introduces himself and he psychoanalyzes her and, like, looks inside of her, that's so fucking creepy. That movie is creepy as hell, and that's why I don't like to watch it, because it's scary. You know what? Because I think humans are way more scary than any of the shit that we talk about. That's real. Humans are, like, they've done some of the most evil things ever. Yeah. I remember when I was little, my mom used to always tell me that her grandma would tell her, like, you shouldn't fear, like, spirits or ghosts. You should 
fear living more than that because spirits and ghosts like can't actually hurt you but mm-hmm. the living can the craziest thing too is like uh that's why like eight million different fighting techniques have been created to yeah. protect from other he- it's not to fight ghosts or bears or others it's to fucking fight off humans to yeah. be able to be good hand in hand that's crazy I think it's so cool when people, like, I mean, that sounds really barbaric, but there's something, like, really interesting to it, the way, like, the, how fast people think, like, when they're fighting, Mm -hmm. because if you think about it, like, I mean, most people can watch, like, an MMA fight or, you know, whatever kind of fighting that they're into, and... You know, we're so critical, like, oh, he should have did this or do this. Like, you know how people, like, yell at people when they're fighting? Yeah. But if you've ever actually been in, like, a fight or anything where your your mind is on fight or flight, you know, yeah. it's really hard for a lot of people to actually be able to function mm-hmm. and, like, plan their move. That's mm-hmm. why I've always had respect for people that learn stuff like that. Because that's that's really hard. But, Okay. After a while, you just get to the point where your body reacts individually, each yeah, body part. Yeah, I would imagine, but, the amount, like, I mean, the amount of discipline and, and what that takes and how some fighters are just gifted mm-hmm. with knowing that, like, you have to be pretty smart. Like, I feel like there's a stigma around fighters that they're dumb and they're, because yeah. they just, it's such a primitive. There's different kinds of intelligence. It's such a primitive thing, but if you actually think about it, like, it takes a lot to. They're ridiculous. First off, they have power. They have ridiculous flexibility. They have endurance. They basically have real toughness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It takes a lot to get beat the fuck in the face and still come out and somehow win the fight. Well, a lot of them, like, I feel like to be able to do that, you have to be, like, intelligent in more than one way. Yeah. To be able to take a beating and then get back up. It's a chess match the same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, (laughs) I respect it. I would like to take classes to learn how to fight, but I feel like if I got punched in the face, I'd probably cry. You'd be okay. <laughs> okay, so this is our last story before we get into it. The meat and potatoes. Do you love saying meat and potatoes? <laughs> when do you what is with fucking Texas it? with meat and potatoes, you guys over there? Yeah, what do you guys want tonight? We want some meat and potatoes. I don't know. Delicioso. Meat, yeah. A little Tex-Mex. I love... Texas, and I love meat, and I love fighting, and I love guns. I know you do. (laughs) Why do you think you're with me? (laughs) Okay, so this is our last. I'm a fucking. I'm a. What are they called? Not a emoticon. I'm a fucking. (laughs) Not a emoticon. I'm a. I'm a human icon for all those things that you just said. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's probably why we get along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have some southern tendencies in you. Cadillac grills, Cadillac, like Ludacris. What was your old uh, Dirty South something? Yeah, that was my first original email. Everyone thought I was from there, but I just like Ludacris. Yeah, he's actually check from, out the oil Northern my Cadillac Cal- spills. Northern California. I'm from um, Southern Antarctica. True. Um, okay. Antarctica, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Rangers euthanize bear after finding it scavenging on human remains in National Park. And this story comes from mystateline.com. They turned him into a baby bear? What? They euthanized him. That's it's a dad joke. That's not what euthanize means. I know. It was a dad joke. Get yeah, it? It's a I baby it. bear? 
Fuck. I wish. I actually wish this story would be way more heartwarming. Yeah, it's like a better story <laughs> after I say that. Not okay. what happened. Backpackers in one of the country's most visited national parks made a gruesome discovery late last week. Officials at the Great Smoky Mountains National Park reported that backpackers found a human body Friday afternoon and a bear feeding on the remains. Crazy. The deceased man has been identified as Patrick Madura, 43, of Elgin, Illinois. I think that's how you pronounce Elgin, it. Elgin, E-L-G-I-N? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, the man's remains were found across the creek from a campsite off of a park trail. The campers left the site to find cell reception to report the incident to authorities. Rangers and wildlife officials rushed to the scene after communication staff received the report just after 7 p.m. The decision to euthanize a bear is never made lightly, said Jamie Sanders, a spokesperson for the park. Our bears are iconic figures for the Smokies, but unfortunately, there are some dangers associated with bears. We do have history, although very rare, of bears not only stalking visitors, but attacking, even killing, and scavenging on remains of people. That's crazy. That's just, like, I love nature, and I, like, every time I'm in nature, like, I'm in awe because I just think it's so beautiful, and I can't, like, my, I feel like I say this all the time, too, but, like, my brain can't process, like, how, like, how things become what they are. Like, I feel like everything is designed so perfectly, and it's just, like, so a part of me, like, always is, like, I kind of want to go, like, camping or whatever, but then I like doing this makes me never want to do it because I find so much shit about yeah. people disappearing, um, people like disappearing into thin air, like missing 411, like that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. people getting eaten. And like, I mean, you're in something else's territory, like we've yeah. said before, too. So it's like, we got to do the right thing. I guess, like, bear spray really does work, though. Like, remember we read that story that saved that lady's life? Like, yeah, well, we have some, we have real good bear spray. We got fucking Draco. Put, might as well put a chimney on my stick. We would just terrible. light that motherfucker up. I was talking to my friends at work, right? We were talking about the mountain lion that was in... And this is off topic, but it's similar. The mountain lion that was climbing that fence in Summerlin. I showed you that video on mm -hmm. the Ring app. Mm -hmm. I was like, I fucking wish. I was, I was telling him... From the top, I was like, that mountain lion would have nine or ten rounds in it by the time it went down. If it walked across our fence and I saw it from the, the bedroom. I wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't want to kill it, though. Like that's, Why? If it attacked our dogs? I mean, that's different. Like I, We were watching the leopard, the, the video of the leopard attacking that fucking dog in, like, India. It was... I fucking hate that video, if you've ever seen it. No, I've never, and I don't want to see it. It's not something, it, like... It's one thing when it's, like, okay, I understand that. Like, it's in, like, a domestic area, okay? But I feel like if we were, like, to go out camping, like, my first... Oh, yeah, you're right. My first instinct wouldn't be, like, I'm going to just fucking fill this thing up with bullets because it's there. Only if it attacked us. Yeah, if it was a life-or-death thing, but I just have such a respect for, like, nature and stuff. Like, That's I true. We don't have to... We don't have to... It's more so a self-protection, self-preservation thing I'm talking about. That's what 21 Savage says in that song, I, I told you. I don't listen to 21 Savage. <laughs> We'd light that guy up. If he, if he attacked us. So mountain lions, bears, whenever we go camping, hear me out. If you're listening to this, 
We're gonna light that ass up if you try to attack us when we camp, and you heard me? That sucks. How'd they find the bear? Were you not listening to the story? Stalking you off the... No, I was. No, I mean, like, how did they, like, did they drink it or something? I don't know. They just reported it. Hmm. I don't know how they find bears. I mean, don't they track? Maybe. Yeah, I bet there's somebody that's just like, there's some Native American, he just like touches the ground, puts his ear to it, just like this way, and they just all follow him. <laughs> He's got like a, a wolf husky, part wolf, part husky. He just He's on the trail. Um, it sounds like a never-ending story, actually. That's kind of like never-ending story. When does he do that? The, not, uh, the Atreyu. I'm not saying he has a dog or he's tracking him, but just how Atreyu looks. That's what I imagined in my head. Oh, like that kind of person? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come. The bear's this way. I don't, yeah, I can see that, I guess. <laughs> So that was it for, like, the news, which is super sad. I mean, I don't know if this guy had a family or what, but, like, that's probably the worst way to find out that your family member died and then there, an animal was eating them because more than likely the animal killed it. Yeah. Killed him. Luckily, at least in a beneficial sense, bears and, like, predatory animals go for killing the person so they probably wouldn't have lived for them to be fed upon while they're alive at least yeah well like bears go for the throat so do the wolves they go for the chest or the throat for the heart or they try to attack you in a way that yeah that's that you're what dead. that's what have, has been said but i forgot what documentary i was watching where this guy like went out into he actually went out to, like, study wild animals, and a lot of them just start eating. Really? If there's they, a pack of them or something? They don't kill you if they just start eating you. Like, really? Uh, I forgot what it was. Monkeys, probably. Well, there was that one with the monkeys yeah. where he found... Uh, Joe Rogan talked about that one where he, like... <laughs> it was really bad. The monkeys, like, tear the other monkeys apart yeah. and eat them. But speaking of tearing people and monkeys apart... I'm kind of going to get into that with our main story. So, I, last episode, I kind of touched on this about how there was this, uh, I guess, colony of people that abandoned where they were living. And it was supposedly because they were getting picked off by a Sasquatch. Where is it at again? So, this is Port Lock, Alaska. Mm, Port Lock. And it's currently still a ghost town. Ooh. So there's many a ghost that live in Portlock. That's not what a ghost town is, sweetheart. I know, I was just kidding. Sweetheart, like that one guy that used to live in our old complex. Good morning, sweetheart. Yeah, he's lucky I didn't falcon kick him right in the chin. <laughs> Good morning, falcon punch! Right to the gut. He used to call me Texas. Good morning, no, Texas. He's a weird Man lit on fire at his home. <laughs> <laughs> He's a weird guy. Okay, so, um, yeah, it was a boat town. I mean, a boat town, a ghost town, and I guess the only real way to see it is by a boat or a bush plane, which I don't know what a bush plane is. Um, probably a little tiny one-prop plane, I'd imagine. Is it, I, is, maybe it's like those ones that can land, like, on water or something. Maybe. I'm not sure. If you're an aerial or aeronautics expert, let us know. I guess I could have Googled it, but I kind of did these notes last minute before work. Um, 
But yeah, so the town was an active cannery community. Okay. And I guess like that's the only thing that's really left is like some old like cans and some cans <laughs> stuff that doesn't ever biodegrade. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it was in the early 20th century, and the residents of the town fled in mass in the 1950s after a number of unsolved murders and disappearances occurred. Crazy. So, in 1920, Albert Petka, who lived on his boat near Nulado, Nulado um, Alaska was attacked by a bushman. Quotes. The bushman. Another regional name for a Sasquatch-like creature. His dogs were able to eventually drive off the attacker, but the damage was already done to his insides, and so his injuries were fatal. And um, so he was able to tell the story about his attack before he passed. Okay. Okay, well, that was in 1920, and that was, like, one of the first, like, encounters that they had with these bushmen. Um, in the 1930s, a logger was out working, and something or someone hit him over the head with a huge piece of logging equipment, something that one man couldn't have lifted. Really? So that's like kind of a reoccurring theme with this, is things happen, trees literally getting like pulled out of the ground and stuff like that. So that goes to show how big these bushmen are. The bushman. Um, when they found his body, there was blood on the equipment, and there was no way that one person could have done it. He was a good 10 feet from the logging equipment, so it's not like he slipped and fell and hit his head. It looked more like someone picked it up and bonked him over the head. That's where all those children's songs come out. One came around and bonked his head. Bonked yeah. is like... Fucked up, bro. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> don't be like, oh, yeah, I don't care about getting bonked. That I hope you never say that anyways. But <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard someone say that. That would be really awkward. I don't want to be bonked, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get bonked, bro. Okay, so in 1943, during the height of the siege of Portlock, a violent attack took place at D. Wild's camp near Ruby, Alaska. The victim, John Muir, some reports say McGuire, so I'm not really sure his name. Or the Dutchman. The Dutchman. I like these names. <laughs> As he was called by local local Native Americans, was killed by an assailant thought to be the Bushman. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. The Dutchman versus the Bushman. Who will be the victor? <laughs> well... Not who we want. <laughs> <laughs> he was badly beaten, but his... Okay, this is the one. Uh, but this is where I was confused, because it's the same story twice, but one, a few articles said 1920, and yeah. then a few said 1943. Okay. So I'm not completely sure. Um, but he was... The dogs were able to run off whatever this was, and he was able to get to his boat and travel to the nearest village to seek help, mm -hmm. and he died from his internal um, er, injuries. injuries. They couldn't um, fix that back then. Like, you're fucked. No. So, he was just basically beaten, and he said, like, this Bushman, like, did it. The Bushman wins. Um... The lo <laughs> That's not like something that's terrible. 70, 80 years ago. Who cares? <laughs> and he's just like this in the center. Flawless victory. <sighs> well, it sounds like from these stories, like these 
because it's not like these bushmen were eating these people or their pets. They're, they're just, literally just killing them. They're just like doing it for sport. They're like predator. Yeah. Speaking of Predator, um, I was listening to this podcast and they were, I feel like I say that so much. I'm sorry. Take a, take a shot every time I say that. Um, I'm good. I, I'd be fucked up in like two seconds. <laughs> That's literally all they do is listen to podcasts and audiobooks. But um, there's this thing called the Glimmer Man. The Glimmer Man. That people have reported reportedly been seeing and it basically looks like predator really? like they even describe it having dreadlocks and not being able like they can't see it like i said it looks like it's like covered in saran wrap or something and you can like see through it mm-hmm. and there's like encounters of them like being violent and that's uh, i guess in the second documentary of missing 411 he talks about it and he kind of alludes to like that he thinks that this might be what's taking people mm-hmm. because you can't see it. and it it like in one of the stories it literally like grabbed a grown man and was like holding him up really? so that just goes to show you how strong this is yeah um the glimmer man who I, do you think would win between the glimmer man and the bush man i don't know probably the glimmer man cuz he's he can well, I guess you can still see him, kind of, because people see it. Well, if he couldn't, yeah, but if he's pretty strong. The thing, only reason I think, and hear me out on this one, because I literally made it up in my head about four seconds ago. <laughs> okay. It's a doozy. <laughs> it's a like? doozy. <laughs> but wait, there's more. That was funny. I was just in a bad mood last time. <laughs> uh, um, hear me out. So, I think that the Bushman could have an incredible sniffer an incredible sense of smell and i think because the glimmer man it's only you can't see him i think that he'd still be able to locate him and then beat him with his hands physically well yeah i can see that because these uh bushmen are like incredibly strong so yeah they're picking up equipment how 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 legit it would be if it was like What's the odds of this isn't legit? Like, because it's just like, yeah, no. And you just see, like, three dudes. They're, like, lifting it, having a hard time struggling to drop it on this guy. They just really <laughs> didn't like him, but they blamed it on the... Bo- that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, heave! Yeah, you don't get a yell heave and surprise somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's just scary. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I... So much- Glimmer Man, if he has, like, a Predator-style gun... Good chance to him because he'll just evade him. Well, that's the thing. Like, I guess, I don't know. Um, I don't think he has, like, anything. It's just, like, literally, like, this thing walking around with dreadlocks that looks like Predator. <laughs> and from. Oh, For all we know, it's the Papa. I can't remember who this man was, but so, supposedly someone in the CIA or something like that had knew about these. Um, Glimmerman things, but they they weren't called Glimmerman. It, I think somebody who has a podcast coined them that. Yeah. And I can't remember what podcast, or I would give them credit. But um, supposedly the guy who created how Predator looks, that was that guy's dad. The guy in the CIA was the guy's father who made Predator. So did that make sense? Yeah. So I guess like there people are speculating. He maybe, already knew about it. Maybe he, like, heard stories about this thing. Growing up, and his father was, like, was on the phone. He, like, picked up the phone, and they were like, it's a man, and he's and he's shiny, and he has dreadlocks, and he has a, a reptilian-like skin, and he has, like, a pincer kind of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Not like a regular human mouth, but more pincery, like, on both sides. Yeah, I guess. 
<laughs> and he's like, Dad, why, why'd you lie to me? I grew up this whole time and you lied. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know, but supposedly, <laughs> like that, that's a thing. That's so. fucking nuts. So based on a true story, now that we realize that Predator is base, basically based on a true story. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've just been going down these rabbit holes of, like, people talking about movies and how there's, like, actually true or the inspiration for those movies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's one thing to think about. when They're only seen in wooded areas, too. Yeah. So that's what scares me, too, about, like, going out into places. Is because, and a lot of this is, like, the Pacific, the Pacific, like, Northwest or, you know, Northern California. Like, people see these things, which is scary. Okay, so um, let's see. Where were we? We just, we just heard the Bushman beat a... What's his okay. name? Yeah. Let's see. Okay, the local natives started talking about a creature, a hairy Bigfoot type yet hairy Bigfoot type yeti monster. At the same time, the villagers talked about seeing a spirit of a woman dressed in black clothes that would come out of the cliffs above the town. Crazy. And you know what's creepy about that though is because like in Mexico there's all those videos of like the brujas mm-hmm. and they look like that. They look like these little things hovering that were like black cloaks or whatever. Yeah. So I wonder what the phenomenon behind that is. I don't know. Either that or someone's really good at fucking like Mysterio like smoke and mirrors. That's the only other way. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, it could be like like, a government thing. Yeah, I bet you it is a government thing. I bet you the government does things like that intentionally. For sure. Not even not the fact that I don't think some of those things could potentially be real, but I guarantee a lot of that is to stir up like commotion. I'm more than sure. People love attention like that. That's that's just the fucking goes goes to show for a government and the power necessity that they all have attention like what meaning they want that they that that is something that like not for lack of a better term like turns them on but it drives them it's like they like that feeling and they enjoy a, a commotion and and like distraught and you know what i mean and just kind yeah. of scaring people the the, yeah, but the I pandemonium i don't think that would really be the the government's like um inspiration for doing that i feel like maybe they do things and things just get out or you know, yeah. I don't think they necessarily want people to find out about this stuff. That's why they kind of don't acknowledge it. But even with like UFOs or a lot of that stuff, I believe like a lot of it is yeah is governments. Maybe not even just our government. Maybe other governments like the Galactic Federation. I do believe like in aliens, just because of the sheer fact that I don't think in like our universe and there's other yeah, how big it is. It's simple minded that, that we're the only. Yeah, that we're the only intelligent life form in the entire universe. Yeah. And its vastness and and immenseness. It's just, it really is. It it boils down to the most intelligent life forms have an ability to to travel at a speed that... That we can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Sometime later, Tom Larson went out to chop wood for fish traps when he saw something large and hairy on the beach. He ran back home to grab his rifle, Christian. (laughs) Say less. When he returned to the water's edge, the thing just stared at him. Larson never could explain why he did not fire. He probably realized it was like some big hairy lady. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> the thing just stared. That's how, think about how you described everything you just said. <laughs> he was like, no, that's a dress. Fuck. Never mind. That's just some big hairy lady. Um, some people believe this Bigfoot creature was actually an evil spirit. And I've actually uh, read a little bit about other... Um, what's... Not... Folklore? Yeah, I guess other folklores from different cultures, and a lot of them believe that the Yeti is like some kind of evil spirit, which I guess would kind of answer for answer the question that. Oh, I was saying that um, other cultures explain their Bigfoot as like an evil spirit too. Yeah. And there's even one. Um, it's like a curse or that something. That talks about. Like, their sighting of a Bigfoot is, like, he's a cyclops. He has one eye. So that's where the cyclops was. Remember the one that they found the skull that they thought was a woolly mammoth at the end? But it's a cyclops skull. Yeah. That was cool. Um, But, yeah, so I'm not sure. These things are actually really scary. Yeah. It's It's not some big hairy lady. It's really scary in real life. Oh, but I was saying the whole theory about it being an evil spirit, that would kind of make sense just because nobody's ever found a body. Like, there's footprints. Yeah. And that's as far as it goes, but I don't think anybody's ever found a real body. Yeah. It's something more. Either, like, a spirit or something. Like, how we had said how it's, like, could travel through like dimensions mm-hmm. and whatever. It's a it's an interdimensional travel. The only thing that kills me about that is like, then why is it so primitive? And it, if it's that smart, you know, like why does it stink and like Maybe walk it just around doesn't naked? Care. That doesn't That's bother true. Them. Maybe it's like another level of intelligence that we, you know what I mean? Maybe their people didn't eat the apple, yeah. so they don't care about being seen That's naked. Exactly. They don't care about <laughs> that. Kidding. And then they just walk around. And Bigfoot just is so smart; it found a way just to have a huge swinging dick, Bigfoot dick. <laughs> just disgusting. <laughs> I don't so he's just like Bigfoot's when you dick. when he walks up to you, you're just like Jesus. <laughs> That's fucking insane. That thing hit his knees when he walked. <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> That's why everyone's scared. He just chases everyone with a boner. (laughs) Just has a big erection. That's fucking scary. No, thank you. You're like, no, no. (laughs) Just punches you in the eye with his wiener. Okay, let's get back on track. Sorry. Um, Trying to lighten the mood. It said that many trees throughout the area had been ripped out of the ground and turned upside down, like I said earlier. It was thought throughout the village that this was proof the evil creature was too powerful to overcome, which I agree with. Yeah. This motherfucker's just standing on the top of Alaskan Mountain and lightning bolts are striking him and he's perfectly fine. Like fucking Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. He's gonna beat you in fucking hand-to-hand combat. Um, he's just taking trees, uprooting them, and just putting them in the opposite direction. That's some crazy shit. You gotta have some man strength for that kind of stuff. And when I say man, supernatural men. Yeah. Um... It is crazy because if you look up pictures of like this town, it's not like they're little twig trees. Like yeah. they're like they're the fucking trees. timbers, right? They're pretty big trees. Um, men out of the town who had gone, oh, men of the town who had gone hunting in surrounding areas would vanish. Their bodies were allegedly found in a, in the creek. The bodies were said to be completely mutilated. Most tor- torn apart in a way that couldn't have been done by a bear or a wolf. They'd be stupid strong. They would just rip them to shreds. It was like someone tore these people apart by hand. 
um, people also started to disappear out of nowhere and were never seen again. It was like they were plucked out of existence with no traces behind. You right know what's behind. crazy? Like with Big Feet, what, or Big Feet, <laughs> that's what their plural is, I guess. <laughs> or with, what is his name? The Bushman? The Bushman. Okay, so what if Bushman were just like um, natural avatars of, of uh, like revenge? What do you mean? And the people that were getting murdered, the ones that, that that were going out in these places were committing these horrible deeds. And then that's just like nature's way of getting even. A chromatic. Oh, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? That's why yeah. they appear, because you're just a piece of shit. So like they're like, this is a means to your end. I'm the Bushman. Maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like, for the most part, a lot of these people were just... A lot of them were uh, Native Americans there. Yeah. And just fishing under ice and shit. Yeah, like I don't feel like maybe if it was like big corporations that moved there and were like destroying the land and stuff, mm -hmm. it would be like nature's way of getting even. But a lot of these people were just like trying to live their their lives. Can I live? Um, and they just yeah. So this happened for a few years. This is forties, the forties or further. I'm sorry. In the 1940s. Forties. Um, so by the 1950s, locals couldn't take it anymore. They were constantly living in fear, and so they abandoned their homes. Um, like, fuck it, I'm out. Well, yeah, I mean, if hunters are constantly going missing and their bodies are being torn apart, like, that's a, that's a no for me. I'm out on this one, dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so years later... Laters. Years later. Years later. Uh, years SpongeBob voice. <laughs> <laughs> years later, some hunters returned and reportedly found 18-inch human-like footprints. 18-inch? I wonder what size shoe that does. I wonder what size shoe that does. <laughs> Go on, tell me. If you know what size shoe that does, tell me in the comment. Um, every spring... Oh, no, sorry. So I found a, a story from somebody who actually might have seen one of these things. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of information on, you know, this topic, and a lot of the information was contradicting, so it kind of made it a little to difficult cooperate. to, like, get on a timeline. So this is a story um, from somebody who might have seen one of these things in a more modern time. So every spring, my family and the Panilo Khan, a Hawaiian family we were very close to, would pack up and head to Willow for a week. So I don't think this is necessarily right where this happened, but this is around the same area, I believe. Okay. Um, would pack up and head to Willow for a week to fish for a salmon in the Deshka and Little Sustina rivers. But this is from AnchorDaily.com. By the way, okay. one particularly rainy and cold spring, my father, brother, and I were pulling in salmon after salmon, salmon after salmon, when a nasty, skunky, musky smell floated towards us. Someone's just smoking weed. <laughs> He's like, man, <laughs> are those guys just, man, those guys are good at fishing for salmon. Do you see? Salmon after they're bragging a little bit. That yeah. guy's like just saying, "Oh, we just catch fish." After. Calm down, fisherman stories. It suddenly dawned on me that most of the other fishing families had quietly and quickly disappeared. Mister Panilo, 
always fished with a shotgun by his side. My own father was always armed with a Colt 45 and he unsnapped his, the holster and quietly, quietly told us to reel in our gear and pack up. Since we'd only been fishing for about an hour and it wasn't anywhere near dark, all of us kids were a little confused. But knowing not to question our dads when they gave us an order, we did as we were told. I whispered to my dad asking what was wrong. He whispered back, bear. Bear. I don't think he rolled his R. Well, in my mind he did. Um, but I wasn't so sure. I had never smelled a bear like that as we were crossing over the railroad bridge. I remember looking at some trees that have been uprooted and stuck in the ground upside down. I often wondered why and how someone could do that. I learned many years later that that was a telltale sign of Bigfoot territory. I guess I'll never know if that was a bear or a Bigfoot that displaced us from fishing that evening, but I do know that was the last time our families ever fished on that river. It was also the first and only time all the kids got to sleep, or all the kids got to sleep, or at least tried to, in the camp trailer instead of the tents. They didn't, they're like, no, we're not staying in the tent tonight. Yeah, so... There's uh, a bushman. The bushman. Um, so I was trying to kind of find a way that maybe this could be, like, explained, and I really couldn't find anything, but two things that are kind of quirky that maybe might explain this a little bit. Mm -hmm. One is the Alaskan Vortex. Have you heard of this? Mm -mm. So I found this on HistoryChannel.com. Alaska is covered with a large concentration of magnetic anomalies, which has given rise to a theory that the Alaskan Triangle could in fact contain a space vortex. Yeah, there's, I actually did read about this. There's like multiple instances on planet Earth where this magnetic prism is built and it's like a vortex of energy. There's like one in Mesa, Arizona. There's like all these specific places where people go. They're supposed to be like, if you meditate or heal there, it's like, it's basically like in a video game when you need to heal yourself, you just go there and it's like, <laughs> supposedly that's, a, but that's the premise behind it. I that's guess. That's crazy. I didn't know about that. I read stuff. about these recently. I was like looking them up. There's not a lot of information about them, but there's a, for some reason or another, get this, they're at a lot of national parks. That makes sense. National parks are kind of scary. The more you dig into, like... Did you know the original one, too? It's like a a Rockefeller institution. Really? Yeah. That's the first national park. (sighs) Why are they tied to everything? Well, they opened the first one up. Isn't that even more weird? So they own that land, right? Where that vortex... Where that vortex is. Uh Uh-huh. So they can harness that energy in some way, shape, or form. It's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's creepy. So, um, where was this? This vortex is said to have the ability to transport things into another dimension, explaining why so many people and objects go missing in the triangle every year. Mm -hmm. So that might be another explanation for why people were going missing out there. Maybe it wasn't just the Bushmen. Mm -hmm. They're just teleporting and shit. They (laughs) were just stumbling into, like, stuff. Um, another one is the Alaskan UFO base. 
Mount Hayes is the highest mountain in the eastern Alaskan range and is speculated to house numerous extraterrestrials and UFOs. UFO sightings began during the 1940s mm-hmm. when a lot of the stuff was happening and were soon numerous enough to gather the attention of the FBI who started investigating the area. Experienced military personnel continued to report strange phenomena throughout the following years, and in late and in the late nineties, Pat Prince, a former CIA remote viewer, claimed the mountain housed one of the aliens' largest bases. They just have a fucking alien base on there. So what if super high elevations? These bushmen are extraterrestrials. That could be the same thing too. They just have the. The stinkiest of them come out and talk. <laughs> or, you know, they could be from, like, how other people speculate that they travel through portals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Regardless, though, something was happening enough to these people to make them abandon their homes. Yeah, they don't live there no more. So, do with that what you will. Do what she said. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Real enticing. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. No, but I mean, regardless, that's scary. Like, even if it wasn't a Bigfoot, something was ripping these people apart. Even if it was just a bear. Yeah. That's still scary. Yeah. That bear is very, very ornery, if you ask me. He, uh, what? He's an ornery bear. Ornery? Yeah. I don't get it. Just not a good bear. He's very ornery. He's doing bad things. Oh. Um,. I guess maybe like maybe it could have been like a giant bear and it ate one person like the taste of it and then just you know but in they were saying that the way that the bodies were found it wasn't like claw or teeth that tore them apart it just formed a never-ending lust for human flesh mm-hmm. I was trying to make it like a mo- like a newspaper title oh like clickbait yeah. basically yeah but yeah, so that's that's the only thing I could really find. That's a lot of information, though. That's pretty interesting. I think that they're real. I think that all these kind of things are real. It's probably territorial, too. It depends on the place. Because I'd imagine in Alaska, like, don't get me wrong, they could probably kill, like, elk and all the caribou bullshit, or whatever the fuck, up there. There's probably still livestock, but I bet you it's a little bit more scarce than... Like, the amount of area that those are on, it's probably, you know, slim pickings for food out there. So they want to go eat some humans. Sometimes they got to eat humans. I don't think they were eating them, though. But I think it was, if anything, like a territorial thing. Like, these things were used to living there, and then these people were just starting to come in. Yeah, this this be our house, the Bushman house. Because why else would they be, like, ripping out trees? You yeah. know what I mean? To make that known that they're there. Yeah. And then the thing that's creepy too is the people seeing like the lady in the in the dress or whatever. She's just like the, the leader spirit. of them. She's like, "My bushmen, attack them!" And they just on the down a hillscape. Well, there was one uh, story that I had read where it was like this guy who had a cabin out there, some kind of cabin, and um, I guess he actually shot one of these things. It was a few guys, I believe. It was a few guys, and they had went hunting, and then one of these things, he, like, shot one, and they fled. But then they, like, tracked them back to the cabin, and they were, like, banging on all the doors, and, like, supposedly it was, like, 
a, like a war between like the humans and the Bushmen. Light them up. They're like, everyone's shooting them. And then they just, he's just standing there eating it. Yeah. You just see different piles of, you know, dust, I guess. I don't know. That's what comes up when you do it. But then he just chases them back to the house. That's scary if you couldn't take someone down. You're just because rifles, like hunting rifles, are typically very high caliber. You know what I mean? If it's a big animal, you have to have a pretty decent sized round. So they're lighting them up. That's crazy. He took like rifle shots. Those kill deers, bears. Those, you know what I mean? I don't think they were like shooting at them again. Like it was just like one that they shot. Mm. And then they just they went to, them. like, terrorize them. But yeah. I think if they wanted to get in, yeah. they could Just rip a fucking door off. They, yeah. could, they could do that easily. Especially if they're just over here throwing trees around. Yeah. So, that's all I have for that. I like that one. That was pretty interesting. Now we know never to go to Alaska. <laughs> Alaska's an interesting place. There's actually a lot of stuff that happened, that, like... In this realm that happens out there. I feel like in 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 the great unknown, like the ocean or Alaska or Antarctica, places that aren't really relatively explored, like by humans at all, it's not like in a concentration of human life. I feel like those places are all like also like hosts for the paranormal because those people, well, you don't know what the fuck is really there. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, especially with like the... Um the whole energy thing, mm-hmm. those places where there's, like, a lot of energy. Yeah. For all we know, this whole thing is just, like, you remember in Godzilla? And those are all the where all the big-ass creatures live. Oh, my God. That would suck. Or it's, like, what's that movie you like, Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. They're all underground. Those are all the sacrifice places. Um... Speaking of Cabin in the Woods, you know how he talks about, like, mermen? Yeah. I came across some articles talking about, like... Supposedly, um, people, like, spotting these, they're not mermaids, but they're, like, sea creatures, and they, like, sing to get, like, children to come into, come close to, like, the edge of water, and then Mm -hmm. they take them. Really? Yeah, so maybe we'll do an episode on that soon. That sounds good. But, um, where are we at right now? We're wrapping it up. We're over, uh, we're at an hour just now. Okay, perfect timing. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, go ahead and take us away. Take us away. Do you want me to do it or do you want to sing it out? Go ahead. Thank you for listening to the Something Isn't Right podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you wanted to email us any user stories, you can email us directly at info at somethingisnrightpodcast.com. We have a whole bunch of cool stuff on our website. If you wanted to check that out, it sounds the exact same way. If you had any social media, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We'd be happy to have you. Thank you. Hope you have a good rest of your night.